morning, everyone. So this is where we are. Amen? Don't you just love that, that Ephraim said that? This is where we are. Not just this building. This is where we are. And this is where God's going to meet us. Not just in the building, but in our lives, in our families, in 2017. No matter where you're living, no matter who your friends are, no matter what stage your marriage is in, no matter what state your finances are in, this is where we are. And it's okay because this is the place that God dwells, amen? And that's because you belong to Him. And I don't want you to give up. And I don't want you to give in. And I want you to be strong in your faith. And I want you to be resilient this year. And I want you to say that there is nothing impossible with my God. I want you to know that this is the place that God dwells. Where you stand right now, in the fullness of your weakness, in the fullness of your joy, in the fullness of your victory, in the fullness of the setback, this is where God dwells. The title of our sermon today, because I'm just going to get right to it, is The God Who Covers Me. The God Who Covers Me. God is covering you in 2017. Last week we heard a sermon from Pastor George about blessed to bless, right? And how God has given us every good and perfect thing from up above to be able to pour out to other people. Amen? And so no matter where you find yourself, you've got to know, you've got to know that there's something good and perfect in your hands. And it may not feel that way. It may not feel like there is something good and perfect. You may have woken up on January 1st, 2017 and said, this is how I'm going to start my year? This is it? And you may have looked down in your hands and said, but I'm starting off with nothing. And a while back, my husband, my husband and I, we preached a sermon about something out of nothing. Amen. And sometimes you look down in your hands and you say, I have nothing. But in 2017, God is saying, but this is where I am. Amen. He sees where you are. And I love that song that we sang this morning about if God provides the spirit, then we can open up inside. Only if God provides his spirit. And he's not taking that out of order. So he's not asking you to do anything this morning or in 2017 that he has, his spirit has not already made preparation for in you. And some of you have been closed on the inside. And I understand. I get it. We put up walls. And we shut ourselves out because we say, it's too hard to believe. I've been disappointed. I have unmet expectations. But the promise of the Spirit, the promise of the cross, is that if He provides His Spirit, then we can open up inside. Amen? Amen? So why don't we bow our heads for a moment. Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that this is where you are. We thank you that you cover us, that you love us, God. We thank you for every joy, for every victory. We thank you that you are in every tear. We thank you that you abide in every broken heart. We thank you, Lord, that you are the God that's going to put pieces together in such a way and with such beautiful contrast that our hearts will rejoice by the end of this year, God. I give you praise from the beginning and the first fruits of this year. We give it to you, God. We honor you with it. 
We know that you're the God of the impossible. So we dedicate this time. So Lord, provide your spirit this morning so that your people in this place would open up inside, and that they would open up to everything that you have for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to read this morning from a pretty popular scripture. Um, and if you have your Bibles or your Bible apps, um, if you could turn to Psalm 91, and I am going to ask, and I love when Jason, Jason, I love like when you come up here and preach and you ask everybody to stand, and because it reminds me of like when I was a little girl, I was raised in temple, I grew up, I grew up Jewish, and every time we, they read the word of God, whether I understood it or not, because most of the time it was in Hebrew, but whether I understood it or not, everyone was asked to stand. And so it doesn't mean that we don't reverence the Holy Spirit when we don't, but I want us to just all stand this morning. Can we do that? Amen. Amen. Man, this is a powerful psalm. We're not going to do the whole entire thing. I just want to get maybe partially way through, but I want to read this out to you. And I am reading from the Amplified, the Amplified, Amplified version of the Bible, which is just my favorite. It's just chock full of um, understanding for me. But here we go. Psalm 91, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will remain secure and rest in the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no enemy can withstand. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust with great confidence and on whom I rely. For he will save you from the trap of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you and completely protect you with his pinions and under his wings you will find refuge his faithfulness is as a shield and a wall you will not be afraid of the terror of night nor of the arrow that flies by day nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness nor the destruction the sudden death that lays waste at noon a thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but danger will not come near you. You will only be a spectator as you look on with your eyes and witness the divine repayment of the wicked as you watch safely from the shelter of the Most High. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, no evil will befall you, nor will any plague come near your tent. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. With so many things that have been happening lately, and I want to I just address what's been happening to us in our church world. Okay, because we've, we've, been in, we've been a church in mourning. We've been a church that's been hurting. We've had a lot of members who have lost close family members. And aside from us being outside of our comfort zone and not being in our own building, we have found that difficult. But what we found is the treasure that lies within unity no matter where we are. And we've learned to cry with those and weep with those who weep as the Bible commands us to do and to rejoice with those who rejoice. So again, no matter where you find yourself this morning, if you are mourning, if you are grieving, it's okay. And if you're rejoicing and you're full of victory this morning, that's okay. It's okay to be both. And it's okay to cry with one and rejoice with another. 
It doesn't mean you're bipolar. It doesn't mean that anything's wrong with you because like legit, I feel like that sometimes. Like one minute I'm like, you know, cause someone's walking through something really difficult, right? And your heart of compassion just cries out for that person. But then you know what? I have, there have been miracles since the beginning of this year that God has been unfolding in my life since January 1st. And I feel good about that. And I feel hopeful for that. And I know that he's given me this hope so that I can bring you that same hope this morning. Does that make sense? Amen. You know, at every different stage, we're to encourage one another and be there for one another. So wherever you're at again this morning, just remember to be there for that person, no matter where you're at, no matter where that other person is at. Amen. So because of everything that's been going on um, this past month, I've done sort of like an in-depth study in Psalm 91. And it's been just a tremendous help and encouragement Um, And has brought like just a steadfastness in me to not give up, Um, to not give up believing in the midst of darkness, to not give up when I don't see answered prayers, but to um, have this psalm as like an anchor to my soul when I watch um, when I watch the world crumble around me. Does that make sense? I just want to read to you an excerpt from this little blessing of a book that I've been walking through. It's like very, very short. Um. And then I'm going to share something with you. I'm going to be brief, and and then my husband's going to come share something with you as well. But um, it says, um, Isaiah 40, 31, which talks about mounting up with wings like eagles. Is everybody familiar? Anybody familiar with that that, um, portion of scripture? So some, I mean, Isaiah 40, 31 talks about mounting up with wings like eagles. However, there is a difference between mounting up on his wings and being underneath his wings. Psalm, in the Psalm, this 91 verse 4, I'm going to read it back to you. It says, he will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you will seek refuge, right? There's a responsibility here. So unlike in Isaiah, how it says we'll mount up with wings like eagles, the promise in Psalm 91 is not elaborating on the flying wing that carries us. Rather, on the sheltering wing that covers us. Amen? One indicates strength and accomplishment, right? When we're soaring on wings like eagles. And that's just like such a glorious picture. We're soaring. We're flying above. We're rising above. All the drama, all the hurt, all the things that life throws at us, right? But that's not what the scripture is about. And I don't think that's really what the body needs to hear today. Rather, it indicates that while, while one indicates strength and accomplishment. The other denotes protection and familiarity. Protection and familiarity. And that's why the title of our sermon is The God That Covers Me. And last week while Pastor George was preaching, I began to hear the Holy Spirit say, I've got it covered. I've got you covered. And as I teach you how I can cover you, and as I teach you how to respond to my covering, you will in turn be able to cover the body. Does that make sense? So sometimes we have to go deeper in something that may already be familiar to us, something that we may already know. God may want to teach us something more about that. And that's why God kept saying to me, I've got you covered because as this year unfolds and you see just how much I have you covered. I've had your past covered. I've had your finances covered. I've had your marriage covered. I've had your children covered. I've had your church covered. I've had your ministry covered. I've had your friendships covered. When I actually show you and when you begin to see in the fullness what my covering actually did for you, 
you're going to be all the better for the rest of them. And so, of course, my response was, yes, Lord, right? Like Ephraim was saying this morning, yes, Lord, yes, yes, show me, teach me, I want to know. And so, you know, thinking about just this covering and thinking about, like, okay, God, but what does this mean? Because, you know, it's interesting, there's a responsibility here, because he says, he will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings, you may seek refuge. So that's the key here. You've got to seek the refuge. Where you are. You've got to seek the refuge. But the grace here is that he will provide the spirit so that you can open up inside so that you can seek the refuge of Almighty God. You know, the song goes on to give a beautiful depiction of a hen covering her chicks. And when there's danger, I've watched like a million YouTube videos this week. I just want you to know. I'm not playing one this morning, although I was tempted to pick one, but I was like, nah, I'm not going to do it. But there was just a beautiful picture of like when there was danger, when there was an animal or there was something happening and the chicks were in danger, the mother hen would pull out her wings and she would resound a call out to her chicks. And the chicks may have been scattered feet away, right? But when the chicks heard the mother's call, the mother hen's call, they responded and as she lifted up her wings, they ran underneath to take refuge. But in one video I saw, there was one baby chick that didn't. And sadly, that was the end of that baby chick. I mean, you know. But my point is that when you respond and when you seek the refuge, right? When you seek the refuge, then these promises become all yours. Then a thousand will fall at your side and 10,000 at your right, but it will not come near your dwelling. And then you'll just look upon the consequences of those who practice an evil and wicked lifestyle, but it won't come to you because you've sought refuge under his spirit, under the covering of his spirit. So no matter where you are, if you're in a broken place, and I understand the broken place, I understand it, I understand the hurt, but don't give up because his spirit is going to give you the ability to open up the strength to be able to seek his refuge so that you can make him a safe tower for your circumstance now. And so that all these promises can come to pass. Amen? Amen. Amen. Where's my husband? Where'd he go? Okay, your turn. Hey, check this out. My sermon was prepared this morning. (laughs) I was having like anxiety attacks because I couldn't figure this out. But this is what the Lord said to me this morning. He said, if Psalm 91 is a promise to you, then the question comes to my mind, and probably a bunch of us is, why in the hell am I going through what I'm going through? Why am I dealing with all this stuff if these are the promises of God? And the Lord led me to this scripture, which is so crazy. Like, uh, is it Exodus? Exodus 3, starting at verse 19. Now see, those promises are for us this year. You know, every year I try to come with a, Lord, give me a word for the people. Give me a word for the people. And all I kept thinking about was the brokenness of the people. Like I saw uh, one of our, my wife's aunts, and she's, she's, she's really sick, and she's like, you know, and, and like towards the end. So when we pick her up to put her into a chair, you just feel bones. All over her body. It's like, you know, I could simply just pick her up and just put her in the chair real simple, but I'm afraid I would crush her. 
or hurt them. So the God said, be gentle with the people today. Let them know that I'm here to come for you today. That 2017 is going to be a wonderful year. But there's one thing in the way. One thing in the way, and that's the enemy. The enemy doesn't want to let us go. He does not want to let us free. He doesn't want you to be happy. He wants you to remain in the same financial situation. He wants you to stay suffering and the pain. And he wants to take our grievance time and make it forever. That we'll never bounce back. That we'll never be happy again or full of joy. Or have purpose in the body of Christ or even where we're at. But God has an answer for that. Verse 19 says, But I know the king of Egypt. We're going to say that's the enemy right there, right? I know the king of Egypt will not let you go unless a mighty hand com- compels him. So I will stretch out my hand and strike the Egyptians with all the wonders that I have performed. Jesus. With all the wonders that I will perform among them. After that, he will let you go. And I will make the Egyptians favorable, disposed towards this, towards, t- excuse me, towards this people. So that when you leave, you will not go empty-handed. Every woman is to ask her neighbor and... You can ask a woman too, but I put men in that too. Because there's some people that I want stuff from. From doing me wrong for so long. Every woman is to ask her neighbor and any woman living in the house for articles of silver and gold and for clothing. Which you will put on your sons and daughters. And so you will plunder the Egyptians. Not only God's going to get us out of this situation. Because first of all, the enemy doesn't want to let us go. So God said, I'm going to perform miracles on your behalf. Because the things I see that seem impossible. Jesus. Impossible. Like, I, I always have this vision. We have dreams. And people have dreams about us. The same situation. That I'm in a bus stop waiting for the bus to come. It reminds me when I was a kid. My dad used to pick us up. And we'd be freezing outside in the night waiting for the bus to come. I don't think it was a 39 bus. It was always waiting. For some reason, the wintertime, the 39 bus takes like hours to come. And back then, they didn't have the little time thing that says 10, 15 minutes. We didn't know when that bus was coming. And I remember waiting. And, we, and every once in a while, we would look down. We'd look, look down to see the road to see if the lights were coming from the bus, but it wasn't coming. And the feeling of freezing and you're tired and there's no way. We had no money to take a cab or anything. Well, we had the money to take the bus. And all of a sudden, when we look out, we see the lights coming up. And all of a sudden, there's this rejuvenation that comes to us. Like, all of a sudden, we're warm. All of a sudden, we have all this happiness and all. Like, everything we were feeling just went away. And I, and I, I, feel, I feel in the spirit that God is saying, don't you see the lights coming over the hill? The lights are coming on the hill and deliverance is coming for our situations. I want you right now to picture every situation that seems impossible that you're crying about. I don't care if it's from this year, from 50. For us, we have like what? It's like 23 years. We've been together like 20 years. I think 20 years been waiting for stuff. Like waiting for the Lord to come through. And God's been blessing us and doing things. But God said, the enemy doesn't want to let you go. He don't want you to break out of that financial situation. He doesn't want your family to be saved. He don't want you healed. And we've been sitting with that for so long. God said, I'm about to stretch my hand upon the enemy. I'm going to break free. Miracles. You're going to begin to see miracles this year that we've never seen before. And it's nothing that we're doing. We're going to watch the Lord do these things for us. And in those miracles, the enemy has no choice to let us go. But he's not just going to let us go. For all those years of suffering, all those years of being frustrated and the enemy playing games, Jesus is coming with a recompense from that. Not only restoration for our hearts and our sadness that we may be in at the present time, but a recompense for all the years. All the years. Like, give me my stuff. Like, say that right now. Say, Lord, give me my stuff to the enemy. 
He has no choice now. It's not in our doing. It's not about how nice you are. It's not about how many times you prayed. It's about Jesus stretching forth his hand and performing a miracle for you where it was impossible for you to do. The presence of the Lord is going to come upon you in such a way you're going to experience. Like Job said, I heard of you, but now I see you. Now I see you. Now I see the goodness of God. Now I experience your presence. Now I know. So when I go out back to my church, when I go to the people of God and to the, un- the unbelievers, I can share with them, look with God. That's the, that's the picture that God showed me for 2017. When, you pushed him. I saw that. For 2017, when people look at you, all they're going to see is look what God done. That's the word. You know, I, I have my word for the year is trust God yes. to trust them. Yes. But when God, when the people of when the world, the people of the church look at, they're gonna see, look what God done. Yes. How can that happen? Yes. How long this person's been sick and all of a sudden they're running around the church? How can that happen? The enemy does not want to let you go. If you know someone that's sick, the enemy doesn't want to let them go. He wants the end to be that they die. And that's the testimony of their lives. That they, they struggle through things. I don't believe that. I believe that God is going to stretch forth their hand and bring healing to those situations. And nobody will get the credit. I remember one thing God told us when we got married. He said, nobody will get the credit for what I do for you in your life. I can't say, well, brother, something told me this. That's why life changed. I, it's not going to be like that. It's going to be total miracles. Like, I, don't ha- I, I got a job. My wife don't work. All of a sudden, we got this beautiful home. Like, how does that happen? My kids, are, my son is going to, look, my, my, my word for the year is trust. My son is going to college this year. I'm like, I don't know how to pay for that. Hallelujah. Next year, I got, what, four kids graduating? Two, year, two kids will graduate from high school going into college next year. Then another one's going into high school. Then another one's going to junior high. It's crazy, right? But God's beginning to pr- provide for us in such a way that I don't even know how it, how it happens. Well, we're, going to, well, we're going to Israel this year. Come on, man. I can't afford Israel. Israel, I'm not paying for nothing. Let me testify. I am not paying for nothing for this trip. Seven people going to Israel. Not only that, I'm staying in a hotel there. Not only that, I ain't even bringing money to spend because all of it is covered for us. How you figure? We're going to Canada too? We fucking, we never went anywhere, right? To the bodega, the farthest place or something. I don't know. But it's not in my hand. I couldn't control it. Praise God. I've been waiting for the Lord. I don't know about you, but I've been waiting for the Lord. Yes, waiting for the Lord. Like, Lord, I, I, I abide in you. It says the Almighty, right? Yes. Those who stay under the cover, right? God has these promises for us. So where's my promises? Jesus told me this morning, he said, I am the I am. Yes. And I was like, I'm not, I don't want to preach the Old Testament stuff, but you know what the fact is? He said, there is no, I, I am not in your district. How things function for you, that's not how I function. Oh, this happened, so this has to happen. These are the steps. And I almost make God like human. And he said, I don't work in that. I don't function in your thoughts. I don't function in that, that word. I, when I show up in the situation, everything changes. So the impossible this year, God is going to change. I want to encourage you that no matter what you're going through, God hears your cries. He knows our situation. He knows what we're asking for. He got better when we were asking for. And he's gonna make it. He's gonna make it work. Hallelujah. Look what God is doing in this place. That he, I, I, go to, I, I, have, I have freedom, bro, in this place, man. Amen. God. Freedom in my job. Hallelujah. My boss, favor with my boss. Amen. That he provide, she provides, and I, other churches are about to come and rent this place, and I'm like, they're opening the door for that stuff. God is doing a wonderful thing at our, at our home church over there. When we get there, we're not waiting. I, I, I have this in my mind. 
We are not going to wait till we get back to do something. Now is the time. That's what God is speaking to us now. He's going to begin to perform miracles. So when we walk into the place, we're walking with a mindset that, you know what? God got us covered. I got you. I, I want to say I got you because, you know, I'm like trying to be ghetto or whatever. But that's my wife saying. But you know what? God got us. I got bills to pay. God, I got you. I got to move. I got you. My children are saying, I got you. My family said, I got you. That's our 2017 year. This is what this year is going to be about. Miracles after miracles. So when you don't see it happening, just wait for the miracle. And then you know that the freedom is to go, to move forward. Don't run out of the covering of God. This is the, uh, as, as, as a, you know, being prophets of God, don't ever run out of the covering of God. Amen. I see too many people do things their own way. And when destruction comes, they say, oh, it's just testers. No, no, sometimes it's you. Sometimes you're opening the door to nonsense because you're doing things your way. But if you stay under the covering and hold on, and hold on, Lord, I'm waiting for that bus to come. And I see that light on the 39 bus. Back then, you didn't have all the lights, you know, it was like the old buses. But you see the lights come over the, 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 the hill. I'm like, there it goes. There goes there, here goes my help. That's where we're in. We're coming out of our Egypt stages in our lives. We're coming out of these broken places, these, these pl- places of unbelief. That's how good God is. Even in your unbelief, God said, I'm going to show up for you and perform miracles so that you can believe, so you can have something to stand on. Not on what I'm saying, not what everybody else says, but what God has done for you in this season. So I want to ask, ask the pastors to come up because not only that God covers us, personally, us and you, but we want to pray about our pastors because they are our covering also in the church. And I pray that, that in the new season, we see outbreaks of, of blessing over our leadership. We see a wisdom come from them, how to deal with us, how to love us, how to teach us, how to, how to, how to, how to uh, financial, everything. We're going to pray over them and then we're going to listen to a, a wonderful song and then we're going to pray over you guys. Because I believe God is going to do what he promises because we abide in him. We belong to him. So there are, there are benefits to Jesus, and that's Amen. who the benefits are. So guys, come over and hide over there. What are you guys doing? <laughs> hide it. So the wives, if, you, if you're a wife to any of these men, can you please come up? Because you, um, you're like Pastor Sue. You got to deal with every story they got from church. So. And you give advice. What's up, um, Margie? Margie. Okay. okay. Yeah, can you guys stretch both your hands to this team? Now, we're not, we're not doing this to the, the Lord's over you and stuff like that. We're all in the same boat together. But God has given them, for much is given, is much required. And for the new season, it's going to be a lot required of them. And they need your prayers to, in order for them to do what they're supposed to do for you and for the kingdom of God. Okay? So, Father God, I just thank you for this pastoral staff, Lord God. I thank you in this season, Father God, you're going to perform miracles for every doubt they ever had, every confusion, every weary um, thought, every, every time they felt like they couldn't go on to the next step. I thank you that this year, Lord God, they will run and not grow weary, Father God. They will walk and not faint, Father God. I thank you, Lord God, that you'll give them wisdom, Lord God, how to deal with every situation, Father God. I thank you you provide for them. I thank you for the, the healings in their homes, Father God. I thank you for the breakthroughs in their lives. I thank you for the new anointing that come out of these, these hard places and these Egypt places that they've been in, Father God. I thank you as they come out of that, Father God. They come out with riches. They come out with new anointings and new authority, Father God, and wisdom, Lord, and how to deal with people, how to deal with themselves in their own homes, Lord God. I speak breakthrough over them in the name of Jesus right now. Father, I ask that you stretch forth your hand over them right now. And everything that the enemy is holding on to and is enjoying and licking his chops about, Lord, I break that right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I ask for a miracle over every situation right now, for freedom, for deliverance. 
And I thank you that this year, Father, and from not only this year, Lord, but for the years to come, Father God, and the next year, and the following, and finally, Lord God, that you got every one of them covered in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Amen. Amen. You guys can have a seat if you guys could just stand here for a second because, you know, the Lord has called us to prophesy. I just want to prophesy to you guys for a minute what I hear the Lord saying. I hear the Lord saying that he's coming with an advanced therapy over you and that there's been a dryness in the ground with the seeds that you've planted. But I see the autumn rain coming. The autumn rain is the first rain that comes before the spring rains. It's the first rain that comes after those seeds have been planted. And I see water coming over the dry season. And I see things springing forth that you planted years ago, years ago, that I really feel in my spirit you may have even forgotten about. And I feel like the Lord is saying to every pastoral staff member, to the wives that are not represented here also, that God is going to come and he's going to spring forth. These things are going to spring forth up out of the ground. And some of the things are going to surprise you because you've almost had like a spiritual amnesia. There's certain promises you've even forgotten about that God spoke to you a long time ago. But I see these things coming forth and I see the Lord saying your joy is going to be full and it's going to refresh the inside of you and just like Proverbs says that the, the promise that when it comes to pass it's like a tree of life on the inside of you and I, seeing it I see it spring forth literally on the inside of you and it just spreading its branches out in you and causing new fruit to be born like in your ministries and in, in the dreams that you've dreamt so I just declare that over you that it's going to happen this year and that you're going to be surprised by God I really pray that you take that word surprised by the Lord this year in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, now I'm going to ask you all to have a seat. Because as we were preparing for this, I always ask God to confirm a word, right? Please, Lord, meet me in this. And I went on YouTube and I found this obscure worship team that came out with literally one song. There's nothing else I could find on the internet about them. It's a truly tremendous song about God's covering and it's actually called Psalm 91 and while the song is playing I really want to invite you right now if you're saying to yourself I need to seek that refuge God I want everything in my life to be covered by your presence and by your spirit this year no matter where I find myself as this song plays I want to invite you up so that we can pray over you so that our our prayer team can just offer support and prayer if you just want to sit there and listen to the words do that because it's amazing but we want to offer you this time of reflection and prayer. Amen? Amen. Amen. You can play that.
I just hear God speaking to the house. I mean, do we, do we understand the difference between an individual word and a house word? A house word is when we just see a vision for the church, for this particular uh, congregation. And I hear God very, very strongly speaking through what they said and just literally being word for word what God has just been speaking into this house. See, God pointed, God said something very silly. What I thought was silly, silly to me. God said, like that movie, you ever heard, saw that baseball movie? If you build them, if you build it, it will come, they will come, right? Isn't that so silly? But God said, well, look around. How come every time you put out 500 chairs, 500 people come? How come when we put out, what, half of the chairs that we put out last week, every chair got filled? How come? See, the God is trying to say that I'm trying to do something. I'm trying to expand something. And God is saying, all you have to do is put out the chairs. I very strongly hear God saying, order chairs. Because I believe the more we put out, the more we allow God to work with, the more he can do. You see, when the tree fell, right? Here was my limitation. I'm going to tell you my story. We all told our own story, right? My, very quickly, my story was this, that when the tree fell, I was dry. I couldn't do it anymore, family. I've been working behind the scenes. I'm a ministry leader, and I was dry, putting, coming week after week and doing it on my own strength, and I was getting frustrated, and I was starting to become bitter. I was starting to become angry, and I was starting to become really tired, and I was taking it all on my own, on my own shoulders, on my own, on my own. I'm doing this on my own. Anybody can, can attest, right? The tree fell. Here's how you know I was so tired. Normally I'm there when that tree fell, but I was already home. Somebody had to call me. I was tired that day and I went home fast. Someone called me and said, hey, get turn, you know, the tree fell. I'm like, oh my God. Weeks in, I'm still tired. I'm not getting it. Everyone's excited. You know, we're coming into the building. We're here. You guys are rejoicing and I'm still like, you guys were preaching. And, and something that, 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 that Josh said, he said, you know, I, I don't want to go back. If it's going to be the same, I don't want to go back. Remember that? You guys remember that? Immediately, God told me, what is your deal? And I said, well, God, how much more can I do? You want, you want us to grow? You want this congregation to get bigger? You want this church to do more? I don't got no more in me. And God said, you know why I, brought, I let that tree fall? For you, because everybody, for everyone else is different, but for me, and I believe now it's to say it for today. It's because sometimes, you ever seen when trees have to expand and need to break through the ceiling? God said, I need you to break your ceiling, man, because you had it so low. You understand? You can't grow if you put a ceiling here. You can't get to the second floor if you're stuck on the first. In this season that they're talking about, God wants to grow so much, including this congregation. And this is a word for the house. Start ordering chairs right now because the more you build it, the more they will come. And this, is, this is not so that we can have more money and be more whatever and get into politics and be the it church and be the new thing and be the next elevation or the next whatever. It's not about that. It's about the people. It's about the people that are broken, starving, hungry, needing more and more and needing something different. And God is saying, I will use you. But you got to put out more chairs. 
I will fill every single chair every single time. That is God's promise this morning. Amen. Amen. So you know what, man? Just in this spirit, let's all stand. And we're going we're, we're gonna to dismiss right now, but we're going to dismiss a little bit differently. Amen. We're going to dismiss all together. Usually we'll have an altar call or whatever. But this, I just feel like this is a, a, a total congregation spirit type thing in here. It's not an individual thing right now. And I just feel God saying, just bless this house right now. So now we're all going to pray. And this is kind of piggybacking off of last week's message, right? Be, be blessed and be a blessing. We're going to pray for each other. We're going to pray for this congregation. We're going to pray for our neighborhoods, not just... In St. Peter's, but in this neighborhood too. And we're going to pray that God, if, if this is your calling over us, then let's accept it. But let's accept it in, in, in His name. Amen? Amen? Father God, right now we thank you in advance, Lord. We thank you, Lord, because we know that the calling is not small. Father God, but we are up for your challenge. We are called for this season. We know that through your word, through your testimony, through everything you've spoken today, more so clearly, Father God, that you have chosen us, Father, for a time as this, Lord. And we're, and we, you know, right now we're declaring we're not scared. We're not going to be defeated. We're not going to stay and on, that, on that first level simply because of our own limitations, Lord, Father God. But we say break through our ceiling right now. Lord, we just pray for those miracles, Father God, that you're going to, that you're going <laughs> to, they're coming, Father. We just thank you in advance for them right now, Lord. Lord, right now, we pray, Father God, that you prepare us, Lord. You don't need preparation. Your, your, your field doesn't need preparation. Let us be able to handle the crazy miracles, Father God, that will come forth in this next season right now in Jesus' name. I pray for each and every one of you that it's not just for traveling mercies, but for a literal bubbling in your spirit that will not cease, that will continue day after day after day, that week after week, month after month, that God will continue stirring you, preparing you, and getting you ready for the blessing and the miracle, for the impossible, for the crazy stories for the crazy I don't know why but money just came I don't know how but that bill got paid I don't know how but we got back into the building I don't know how but all of a sudden things are getting better I don't understand there was no road paved in front of me but somehow I'm walking on firm solid ground in Jesus name we declare amen, amen. you are dismissed